We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Bradfo Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hits Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradfo Show. That's delicious. Woo! Red Sox, 8-1. Yankees, they're up next. They've gotten through the torture chamber that was the Rays and the Marlins and then the Rays. And they've managed to win eight games and only lose one. I'm talking about the Red Sox, of course. And they also managed to lose their shortstop along the way for who knows how long. Everything is on the table right now as the Yankees come to town. They are the Red Sox are officially a topic of conversation. Hey, we're eight and one, and you know nobody can take that away from us. It's a good start. So. And there's nobody I'd rather have that conversation with just minutes after the Red Sox latest game. What was it? Eight seven, eight seven win over the Rays. Then Kerosene Ken, who is ready here, primed, hopefully a regular appearance, a weekly appearance on the Bradfoe Show. One that we can hear. This is this is the second episode seventy one. A lot of pressure on you, Ken. Hot take. Give me the kerosene Ken hot take out of the gate as the Yankees are coming to town. First of all, I just want to mention my five preseason hot takes coming to fruition. As I said, wild start for Alex Cora. We've been playing good baseball for for a month now, and I know spring training doesn't count. I know the record doesn't count, but we were playing good baseball. And uh, we were playing fast, we were catching the ball, we were pitching. And regardless if it was Fort Myers or here or Tampa, it doesn't matter. When you play good baseball, you're going to have good results. 18 and 22-ish start, yelling at fans, yelling at uh, players, etc., etc. So... After the eight and one start, all you they've got to do what about ten and uh, ten and twenty? Uh, hey, listen, Xander Bogarts is hurt. Who knows? Everything could fall apart. Could still fall apart. Ten and twenty one. So that's not looking great. But here's two hot takes for you coming off this game today. Ooh. Number one, this Yankees series starting Tuesday, Sale against Severino. This will be one of the highest rated Red Sox regular season games in. 10 years, 15 years, I really have no history to base it on. I think it'll do a 15 in the city of Boston. Whoa! 15 household share. This is going to be a monster game coming up Tuesday. People are buying in. They are buying into the drama. They're buying into Stanton, Judge. They want to see what Yankees Red Sox first edition of 19 here in 2018 is going to be. Is that a hot take or is that? No, that's a 15 share. A 15 share in the, uh, this is a, the, ni- the 10th game of the year? 10th game of the year. Tenth. You're insane. I may be insane. Maybe, maybe I'm overestimating the buy-in for the Red Sox a little bit, but I'm going to stick with that until it happens or doesn't happen on Tuesday night. You're like a modern-day Wayne Root, the guy who used to go on Sunday mornings and said, you may call me insane, <laughs> by the way, who Kirk Minahan voted for for vice president one time. Uh, when you, you said you, all five of your hot takes are coming to fruition. Do you want to go through the other four? I would prefer not to at this point. Okay, all right. Well, so that's good. You, that's really what we wanted. We wanted one really scorching hot take. 
I was asking someone down in the clubhouse just now about this. I said, which is more important from this game? Is it the Xander Bogarts injury? And we don't know as we sit here exactly how severe it is. My guess is that unless it's a broken ankle, it's a badly sprained ankle. Is it that? Is it the Bogarts injury? Or is it the comeback? To, to you, which is more important? Uh, the the injury is more important because it's already... Bogarts is not a great defensive player. You're worried about infield defense and have been since before the season began. But he's at least competent, and his start at the plate has been unbelievable. Without Bogarts, they are not 8-1 right now. So to lose him right now, and I know the Yankees have had a bunch of injuries, they can't really afford it for a long stretch. They're going to have to bring Zue Lin up to play short, right? That's not a terrible thing. Zue Lin. Well, here's the question, Kerosene Ken. They bring up Zue Lin. Does he get more starts than Brock Holt? Because he is a better defensive shortstop than Brock Holt. He is. And, you know, bigger picture, why did Bogarts get hurt? Because J.D. Martinez is floundering in left field. How bad does he look in the outfield? Here's Kerosene Ken take number two, okay? J.D. Martinez will not play another game in the outfield this year for the Boston Red Sox. I'm telling you right now, Alex Cora tonight is going to be saying, we got we, we, we came out of it with a win, but when he sees the medical... Uh, Whatever the MRI is produced for Bogarts, and he sees the break or the sprain, and he's out, whatever, six to eight weeks, he's going to say, I blame J.D. Martinez. How can you – this is Hanley Ramirez bad left field play. Oh, oh no. It is. It is. It is. That was terrible. No, it one play was terrible. He hasn't been, he hasn't been terrible in the, in the outfield. I've, I've watched many, many spring training games. I've watched this guy play, and I can tell you he's not a great outfielder. That was a terrible play, but he hasn't been a terrible outfielder. And appreciate your hot takes. I always look forward to your hot takes, but come on. I mean, let's this, this reel it in. Let's put the governor on this. Uh, a little bit. It wasn't the only play. He missed a, a double play ball, an easy throw to second. Nunez is on the bag. He comes in and fields one. That, that kept, uh, I forget who had to stay. They pulled, actually. What type, what type of Red Sox review guy are you? Don't even remember the double play. What's going on? This was a wild four-hour game. Where yeah, I don't, don't yeah, this not, not get bogged down in. So you're saying that J.D. Martinez, J.D. Martinez, you say he'll never play another game in the outfield, which is which would ruin my over-under, which is who is going to do more Red Sox review or J.D. Martinez games in the outfield. Ken Laird, more Red Sox review or J.D. Martinez in the outfield. I'm still going. I am still going, even with Mutt, not knowing his situation and feeling like that schedule, that Red Sox review schedule is going to be blown out of the water in just a matter of weeks. I'm still going with J.D. Martinez, 50. Are you going to reach 50 Red Sox review games? Uh, I've got 25 locked in on the weekend, so that's a tall task. That's 25 weekday games. I don't see that happening. But Martinez is done, Rob. He's a tragedy out there. And, and how they agreed to play him 50 games in the outfield. Jackie Bradley should never not play. He should play every game this year in center. Benintendi should come out some. And when they want a defensive replacement, it's Swihart. Or put Brock Holt out there. At this point, I mean, Martinez is your DH. If you want him in the lineup, he's your DH. Otherwise, he he is an abortion in the outfield. He is terrible. Terrible. All right, well, that's your prerogative to be wrong. I mean, he's, he's not good. I mean, he's not great. But he's not as bad as you're making it out to be. He's just... The, He's single-handedly responsible for Bogarts being injured today. I know. That's his fault. That's, I was waiting for you to go in the clubhouse and, and conf- confront him with that, that exact line of questioning. Um, but so we talk about which is bigger, the Bogarts injury or uh, the, the comeback. And the Bogarts injury is we have to look at this. How is this? A, why Are we overstating how important this is? And we saw today, Ken, we saw at the end of the game they came back. 
without Xander Bogarts in the lineup. We saw the last play of the game, Brock Holt makes a pretty decent play at shortstop. Are we overstating this because Xander Bogarts has been far and away their best overall player early on? Or is this a reality? Is this a reality that he is that important that you cannot live for, let's say, worst case scenario, two months? Without Xander Bogarts, you can't compete without Xander Bogarts. Well, your your comparison was what's worse, uh, you know, the, the Bogarts injury, or what's a bigger deal, the Bogart, or the comeback. The, the Rays are a Triple A team; they're just they're awful. Well, that's the other part about it. Yeah, so, I mean, it, comparing the two, you should not have lost a game to the Rays. You know, I'm sure Sox fans are thinking we should be seven and zero against this team, despite the big comeback today. Uh, yeah, they can get by for a couple of months without Bogarts, like they did last year. They, the whole second half, he didn't hit right. Yeah, but, but he was. But this that's the point. He was a different player. He was if you came into this year and you said oh Xander Bogarts is hurt and you're like okay you know it's like Jackie Bradley being hurt it's, it's like one of these other guys it's like Dustin Bedroy being hurt you'll get by but he was so much better this year and, and this gave a different image than any other time the conversation changed with him that's why we're actually having this debate and last year the hand injury affected his swing for the entire whatever you know three months afterwards when Faria hit him so you're going to be worried now when he comes back, he's not the same hitter, that the, that the foot, the ankle is not going to be solid enough. They don't want to rush him back too soon. Is that going to affect his swing? So you not only might lose him for you know a couple of weeks until he's quote-unquote healed, you have a chance to lose him now for um, as, as the hitter that he's been. He's not going to be a 370 hitter, but if he's, if he's a 300 hitter when healthy, the rest of the year, does he sink back to a 250 hitter? And that's a – earlier today, before the game, Cora said he's my number five guy. He basically locked him in. He's my number five hitter. I questioned that at the start of the year. He looked right for the first nine games. But if, if he's not healthy, he's not your number five hitter. You're gonna, he's going to sink down in your lineup uh, behind Devers, behind Nunez. And then you're a significantly less impactful team, right? Yeah, I, I guess. But, like – Oh, you're, you're assuming that he's, his leg has been decapitated. Well, it didn't look good. Right, but, but he's, you, would, you would assume that he would be back at some point this year, right? I think he'll be back, but I worry that he'll be the same hitter that he was pre-injury. Same thing as last year, where the hand affected him for the, for the entire stretch. You, well, here's the thing, is that, and this goes to, like, did you keep the right guy? I've said this all along. Devin Marrero was a better fit for what this team needed. He could have been your defensive replacement at second, at short, at third. Brock Holt isn't that guy. Um, and then in this situation, they really didn't have the logical guy as a backup shortstop. I feel comfortable, you know, shortstop, second base, uh, third base, at pretty much anywhere. Um, you know, it's, just, it's a t- tough, tough team to, to crack the lineup. Um, you hate to see Bogey get, get in there um especially with his spot coming up in the order um you know in a big spot there but uh but i I feel like i can step in and and do a good job maybe they look at lynn that way maybe they look at lynn the same way they look at marrero that a a defensive guy who can do certainly what marrero did offensively but you know it, it opens up the conversation did they do the right thing i think they can get by but they have to get by defensively the infield defense isn't good enough to make up for a guy like if Brock Holt doesn't have decent range, then that's a big deal. Like, that's a bigger deal to me than the lineup thing. Yeah, I mean, this team's going to win 90 games, no matter if they have shoddy infield defense or, or they have above average infield defense. They're just, you know, the Rays are so bad. That's 18 wins <laughs> you might actually lock up against this team. I don't think the Orioles, when it's all said and done, are going to be uh, you know very good either. They've, they've actually hung in there for a little while, but there's some low-hanging fruit where you're going to you're going to be a playoff team. They've got a while to figure it out, but you're right. It's a big deal as far as playoffs and getting to where you want to go. And I'll tell you another big deal. Erod, first impressions today. I mean, I know it's one start, but 
God, he nibbles. He's so methodical. He's, you know, he plus the Pomerantz start was a little discouraging in AAA today. That's early for those two, but eventually they're going to need uh, both Pomerantz and Erod to be uh, much better than we saw today. How do you feel about this team overall? I just came from the clubhouse. I came from Core, and Core's talking about, you know, the dugout and the talking baseball and the, the feeling like they're going to come back and, you know, all this stuff. So as someone who just sits on the sideline and gives kerosene hot takes, how do you, how do you feel, other than the fact that you desperately wanted to see them going on a losing streak to make your prediction come true? Uh, yeah, I mean, i got to admit, I'm trying to uh, look through the prism of kerosene takes at this point where I'm sort of rooting for disasters. Uh, otherwise, kerosene takes are tougher to come by. I like the team. I mean, I think that... The ratings have shown that the Red Sox fans, the fan base, has kind of responded to them early, more so than last year. Maybe not attendance-wise yet, but as far as Nesson ratings, they've been up dramatically, what, 20% over the first uh, couple weeks. Like I, the big take today, it's going to be huge ratings for the Yankees. People know this team. J.D. Martinez maybe hasn't been the big sizzler everybody thought he would, but at the plate, if he starts hitting homers, that's going to make a big deal. I, this is a likable team. So far, so good for Cora. Once he benches Martinez, the fan base will like him even more. No more outfield. So uh, this this team's got some potential to be a, uh, you know to be a favorite uh, in the last fifteen years, and and they've got a chance to win it all. They do better than the Yankees right now. Right now, the Yankees are. Ha- I mean, they had Neil Walker hitting cleanup today, so the Yankees are sort of a disaster right now. To me, the Yankees are Severino and three guys in the middle of the order, and, and I'm maybe four guys. Right, Gregorius. He's been really, really good, but. That when people think about the Yankees, and now see how I'm like I'm spinning this forward to the Yankees. When people think about the Yankees, that's what they think about. They think about oh well, they have these tall guys in the middle of the order, and and they must be good. So, and obviously Severino's very very good. He's going to get an 18 share on Tuesday. Yes. So you're ta- you're looking at me like you really have to go get some diapers, uh, <laughs> not for yourself, for your baby. I should make that very clear. Uh, but in case people don't, we're doing this podcast because we want it, I, I, the hottest of hot takes immediately after the game. Kerosene Ken just did Red Sox review or just did the Red Sox pregame and in-game. So I ran up from the clubhouse. I grabbed Kerosene Ken. His adrenaline's still pumping, but unfortunately his wife's adrenaline is because she's saying, where are our baby's diapers, Ken? So do you have to go? I, I do have to go, but I agree with your overall assessment. The Yankees are a mess. When they get healthy, though, when they have Bird... When they get Sanchez, Sanchez is also latest on the DL, right? I mean, pitchers out the wazoo that have, that have gone on the shelf. CeCe Sabathia, the latest. When healthy, on paper, I give the Yankees the slight edge. But the bullpen was one area that I thought they had a pretty sizable advantage, and they've been worse than anything at I thought they, I thought they were names. I thought people were looking at their names more than they were looking at the reality of that bullpen. I guess. I mean, so far, you're right. Patances is a total. Uh, no, I have no idea what's going on with him. Uh, Robertson's been a struggle so far. Um... Even Chapman has been been a little up and down. So right now you got to give the Red Sox the bullpen edge, and the Red Sox bullpen still hasn't been very good either. So both teams have um, potential to tweak things at the deadline, I would think. Both will. So these teams could change before the playoffs. Right now, though, you got to give the edge to Boston. Last question. Everyone down the clubhouse was buzzing about it. Brock Holt's walk-up music, oh. I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Am I getting the name of the song right? You are from the Bodyguard soundtrack, yeah. Yes, uh, yes and also also from uh, basically everywhere else at Whitney Houston sang a song. Um, fan, yay or no? I have the whole backstory, but I, I want to know Kerosene Ken's initial, right off the top of the head, hot take on on the walk up song. Love Whitney Houston, supporter of uh, of the choice. It's a talker. 
Uh, you know me, I like kerosene takes. I like that's a kerosene music selection. I'm all I'm all for it. So not a great big fan of Brock Holt. I'm with you. Morero uh, would have been the guy. Uh, but as far as the walk up music, he gets an A plus in my book. It was weird that you were singing along with it in the yeah. in the press box. So was Kostig. It was it was a nice moment for us. Did they mention Did they mention it all? Did, did they, they, they did. did? Yeah, Tim never mentioned it right away. Oh, that's that's going on. That's this is a drop. And Brock Holt coming to the plate for the first time. And he just displayed his uh, walk-up music here at Fenway Park. Whitney Houston's "I Will Always Love You." Takes a strike. Oh, that's unusual. Drew a nice rise from the crowd, though. And the player picks it. It's from the bodyguard, right? Yeah. With Kevin Costner. How a Broadway play. 0-1 pitch. It's in the dirt inside the Brock Hole. All right. Thank you, Ken. You, you're so antsy to get out of here, get diapers. You are clearly run by whatever your wife demands of you, which is what every husband should be like. So good job. You, first, you prioritize the Bradfoe Show podcast. Second, you prioritize your baby's poop cycle. Good job. Bradfoe, it's an honor to be on the podcast, my friend. Thank you, man. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.